you 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 pointed out like we're back to that communication thing but this is what makes us humans this is what makes us <laughs> different than all the other species on the planet is our ability to communicate and to express things um at a much deeper level than other species on this planet so um you know to to think that we naturally know how to do it perfect um without any training without any reminders is 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 crazy talk Are the nice things that you do for your spouse caring or parenting? Dr. Noelle Nelson explains the difference and how if you're parenting, it could be dangerous to the marriage. Stay tuned. Get a gift for yourself and give one to someone else. When you join any level of the Hitch Wine Club right now during the 2013 holiday season, we'll give you a free single bottle gift basket that's stuffed with other goodies such as artisanal chocolates, olives, and more. The gift basket is a $60 value and it can be yours for free. You can of course keep it for yourself or you can just let us know who to send it to. Where else can you buy yourself wine and scratch someone else off your Christmas list? Take advantage of this special holiday offer right now by visiting hitchmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Happy holidays! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the always fabulous, always knowledgeable, and insightful Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, so, Noelle, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic today, uh, the dangers of ca- when caring for your spouse turns into parenting or or you know at least leading towards that path um before we get started however i do want to mention that uh for all you uh checking off your christmas wish list for your your loved ones uh noel has a fantastic book out it's got a bad boss work that boss to get what you want at work uh it is available on amazon uh kindle readers which are available for free for essentially every single device on the planet <laughs> um so check that out there's a link on our site there's a link at her website noelnelson.com uh so uh you're welcome we just got one gift out of the way for you um and now on to the uh onto the episode um so like i mentioned noel this is um uh, I think an an interesting topic because we do want to do kind and loving things for our spouse, uh, but we're really talking about how this could, um, I mean, this could really morph a little bit, and 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 it's normal for us to do these caring things. Uh, but what you say is that caring can turn into a sort of parenting of your spouse, uh, and that has negative consequences for your marriage. Yes, indeed, it does. Not the least of which is that whichever spouse is being treated like a child will start to behave like a child, mm. which will really irritate the parenting spouse. And with the change in marital dynamics, there's often a severe decree, decrease in sex drive. I mean, after all, not too many of us want to have sex with our kids. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's right. it, it's interesting that you say that when, once you start treating your, your spouse like a child, they begin to act like one. 
this just reminds me, um, for those who listen on a, on a regular basis, one of our other regular, uh, uh, guests on the podcast, uh, Dr. Karen Sherman, one of her big things she constantly preaches is uh, action-reaction, and when you put things in motion, that they have a reaction to the people around you, and that's a, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about here, uh, which is if yes. you start treating your, your spouse like a kid, they're going to start acting like a kid. Um, Absolutely. So what are some examples? It's actually a... Oh, go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's actually a dynamite example of, of what uh, the other expert says. This is absolutely action-reaction, and it, it goes kind of downhill. It's action-reaction, action, ooh, reaction, <laughs> and things don't get better. Yeah. Uh, so, so what are some examples of parenting your spouse? Uh, how would you know if you're treating your spouse like a child? Well, for example, you pick out what clothes you think your spouse should wear. Or you put food on your spouse's plate, or you bug them about eating their vegetables or finishing everything that's on their plate or stuff like that. Mm. Uh, You take responsibility for waking your spouse up in the morning. You pack your spouse's suitcase for business travel or for vacations. Uh, You take responsibility for reminding your spouse of their appointments or their mother's birthday, or to take their medication, or their vitamins, or an umbrella, or to take a sweater. Um, You correct your spouse's behavior, often in public. Maybe there's a little bit of grammar that mistake that really annoys you that they do, and and you even just unconsciously correct it in public. Mm -hmm. Um, You make your spouse's doctor's appointments for them. Uh, You buy your spouse's clothes. You pick up after your spouse. You keep track of your spouse's car keys, glasses, wallet, phone. Um, and, of course, the, the, the worst one on the entire list is you tell your spouse what to do, where to do it, and how to do it. In other words, you do for your spouse things that any self-respecting adult is normally doing for him or herself. I, I hear all those things, and there was uh, a lot of them. And I'm going through my brain, and I'm thinking, well – I mean, what what's wrong with some of these things? They just seem to be trying to be helpful. Um, I mean, like for example, what's wrong with waking your spouse up in the morning if you know they have a hard time getting up? Or what's what's wrong with um, helping your spouse pick out some clothes or, or packing a lunch? Aren't these loving gestures? You know what? If the help is solicited, if it's asked for. If it isn't something that you've taken on as your duty all the time, then there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. So, you know, your spouse says, well, honey, which do you think is better to wear for this, this really important business meeting I've got today? Mm-hmm. And holds up a gray suit and a blue suit, and you say, mm, I think the blue. Then you have helped. You're being a caring spouse. But if sort of automatically you just take out the blue suit without being asked and say, I think you should wear this today, you're parenting. You see, it's, it is a fine line, Steve. I mean, you were quick to pick up on it. But the same goes for waking up your spouse. If your spouse says the night before, oh, you know, I'm really nervous about getting up on time tomorrow morning. Would you wake me up if, if, you, if you're awake before me? Well, of course it's fine to help out. That's what we do for each other. Mm-hmm. But if every morning you take it upon yourself to be his or her personal alarm clock, then quite frankly, that's parenting. Okay. Now I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm, 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 I get what you're saying, uh, but I want to dig into this just a little bit more. 
Um, what if, like, what if, um, you, these are some of the agreements that you, that you guys have agreed upon. So, um, you know, you're going to stay out, you know, I'm going to go to work. You're going to stay at home, you know, maybe with the kids, maybe not, whatever. Um, but you know, part of your duties as a, as a homemaker is to, uh, you know, make my lunch every day. Is, that's it, fine. That's is, agreed upon. Okay. That's not parenting. That's the, in other words, let's go back to the to the first thing. If the help is solicited, if it's asked for. Okay. In other words, if you two have sat down and gone, okay, I'm going to be out there, you know, uh, working away in the corporate world or at the company or or in the machine shop or whatever it is, and you're, you're going to be home, and wouldn't it be great? Here's what I think would work, and they go, or they say, here's what I think would work, and you guys agree. That whoever stays at home is the one that packs the lunches for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's an agreement. That's that's asked for. That's solicited. Okay. That's totally different than you have no such agreement and you, frankly, let's say you're the one that's dashing off to the office. Half the time, more than half the time, you don't pack a lunch. Uh, you spend too much on lunch out. Uh, then there's a budget problem. Nobody's still discussing anything about anything. So the stay-at-home spouse then decides, well, I'll just make his lunch. Mm. That's so, not an agreement. So That's really, parenting. okay. So really, it's it, it's to me, it's almost sounding like uh, there's an avoidance of conflict or at least conversation about the collaboration between you and your spouse, and then and ra- there's an assumption. There's an assumption that mm. the other one isn't going to do it the way you want to do it. Got it. Okay. And so, and so instead of, and, and yeah, I was just going to say, so instead of being adults about it and, and handling this like as a husband and wife, uh, you then just take over as this parental figure and then start treating them like a kid and, and doing things for them that they should be doing for themselves, or at least have a conversation about why they're not doing these things and how that can be resolved. As a couple, as, as a, a couple, not a parent and child. So, for example, let's let's go to the to the dude that that goes to the office and half the time doesn't pack a lunch, whatever, spends too much on lunches. Sure. There could be a conversation called, "Well, we have X available in the budget," and maybe maybe the the one running off to the office, there's their preference is to go to Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and and watch the budget that way, rather than concern himself about packing a lunch. That's an agreement. That's the conversation. Anytime you find yourself just sort of one, how do I say this, one-way monologue. In other words, well, I've decided that you don't know, you can't deal with lunch, so I'm going to pack it for you. That's parenting. Got it. Okay. That's infantilizing. Hard word for me to say. <laughs> Who yeah. wants to do that? Yeah. You you also brought up another interesting thing, uh, which was uh, scheduling doctor's appointments. And I, I thought that was an interesting example because um, guys re- – I mean research has shown this, that guys uh, don't go to the doctor as often as uh, women do. Um, and as a result, guys who are married um, live longer and live healthier lives statistically than single men. And one of the reasons that most of the researchers believe this to be true is because the wife – will schedule doctor's appointments for them. And again, if they've had a conversation where the wife says, I'm concerned about your health. Are you concerned about your health? And he says, uh, yeah, yeah kind of. And then the wife says, well, 
how would you like us to handle this? Yeah. I mean, there's an us in here. Sure. There's a conversation in here. There's not a, gosh darn it, the idiot can't even manage his own health. I'll make the appointment. Yeah. That's not a good, you know, or poor dear, he's overworked. He just can't. That's, again, turning them into a child. Why would you want to do that? It's a, a maternal thing. Are, are women more likely to parent their husbands than vice versa? Well, even though, you know, I'm not a great fan of gender distinctions, Steve, I'd say in, in this case, generally speaking, yes, but it's mostly an attitude thing. And both genders are guilty of this one. Um, frankly, anytime you find yourself doing something your spouse really ought to be doing for themselves because you think they won't do it. Or you think they won't do it right, meaning the way you want. Or you don't think that they're doing it the way it should be done, whatever that is. Instead of having the conversation with them about what's working or not, you know, you just do it while you're parenting. So, for example, let's take the husband who is forever reminding his wife of her appointments. Or keeping track of her keys. Or filling her gas tank for her. Because if he doesn't... She forgets appointments. She loses her keys. She finds herself stranded because she forgot to fill the gas tank. Well, you may think he's just being a loving husband. And certainly, to a degree, that's true. But if he wants a grown-up relationship with a grown-up wife, he needs to have a conversation called, I don't mind occasionally reminding you of stuff or filling your gas tank, but I shouldn't have to be doing these things for you on a regular basis. And I won't from now on. That, I mean, that sounds a a little mean, though, is it not? It sounds a lot mean. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) But let's face it. If supporting someone to take responsibility for their lives sounds mean, then yes, it's mean. But really, what you're doing, now back, you know, take five steps back and look at the bigger picture. You're letting your spouse learn from the consequences of their behavior rather than enabling them to continue the basically immature and irresponsible behavior. And this is no different, frankly. It's just on a much smaller scale, Steve, than the spouse of an alcoholic who always cleans up after the alcoholic's mess. Mm. The alcoholic never gets to learn what that mess does to other people. Okay. So, so, so they can't you, learn from the consequences of their behavior, which is how we all learn. Yeah. Okay. So you're an enabler. Exactly. And I know it sounds mean. I know perfectly well it sounds mean. But again, we're not saying you're going to stand there with your arms, you know, crossed over your chest, going, "No, I'm not gonna." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just. Plain, that's then, stupid. then you're acting like the child. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Thank you. You just flipped the coin. So what you what you want to do is you want to have a conversation. It's it's. I know we so often are back to that communication word, but yep, it applies here too. You know, it's funny because I, you 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 pointed out like we're back to that communication thing. But this is what makes us humans. This is what makes us <laughs> different than all the other species on the planet is our ability to communicate and to express things um, at a much deeper level than other species on this planet. So, um, you know, to to think that we naturally know how to do it perfect um, without any training, without any reminders, is 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 crazy talk. So. I think it, you know, I think it's okay, and I think it's important that we constantly beat this um, communication thing to death because and the, that's what the matters. The trouble with these, 
Absolutely. And, and the trouble with these behaviors, Steve, is, as you so accurately pointed out, they are easily interpreted as loving, very easily. I mean, after all, when done in the context of an agreement, they are loving. It's when you're just kind of taken over yeah. for your spouse that it become it, it verges or not verges, it dumps into the enabling thing. And then, frankly, what happens is the spouse is being enabled, starts to kind of coast. And with that, the sex drive diminishes. Mm. Why, there why? has to be some tension, now, some tension oh. between us for there to be a good sex drive. Now, when, with this, in terms of the sex drive thing, does that happen from the the spouse that's being treated like the child, or the spouse that's acting as it, the parent, it, or both? It warps the dynamic for both. Okay, it warps it because it it's like then you start, you know, the one that's being treated like a child may will start to feel less mature, and then may quite frankly, not take initiative in, in bed or, you know, it, it just drift, if you will, into more childlike or immature behaviors. And meanwhile, the one who's parenting has gotten into a mode of parenting. So they're going, well, you should do this and you shouldn't do that. And God knows in bed, that's lethal. Gotcha. Okay. That's really, that's, that's fascinating. Um, so, and you, and you said that there should be this level of tension. Is that, what do you mean by that really quick? Okay. In any couple, it it is it, let's put it this way if everybody just lies there nothing happens sure <laughs> there has to be some tension meaning there has to be tension doesn't isn't a bad thing uh, tension is like you stretch a rubber band a little bit so that it boings back right mm-hmm. so there has to be some um uh, some interplay there if you will of of equals which is tension got it just a, the slightest bit of stress is good for us it's stimulation if you will I don't mean the literal stimulation of physical parts. I mean sure. mental. Yeah. Okay. You know? So quite frankly, it, it, let's take the, the complete extreme example. A partner who simply lies there in bed and literally does nothing, just lies there as if they're mm-hmm. almost going to sleep. There's no tension. <laughs> so there's nothing for the other one to uh, get pulled by. Got it. Okay. Your sex experts will have much more to say on this than I do, but yes, <laughs> well, that's I, the basic idea. Yeah. I, I guess I'm thinking of uh, – I don't know why my brain jumped to this, but there's um, the James Bond, one of the one of the more recent ones with Daniel Craig. Uh, I think it might have been the first one with him where he is on the train with Money Penny and they have this like banter going back and forth where they create this – this flirty tension between each other. And if he just Mm -hmm. said like, I'm James Bond and she's like, Oh, okay. And then just like withered away, there would never have been that sexual tension there. But that is correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that, okay. It's the same principle. Yeah. Well, this is very fascinating. Um, And, and I'm, I'm glad that it was uh, you cleared up and identified the difference because, because as you're going through that list in the beginning, I was like, wait a second, I've, uh, I've picked things out for, for weddings or special occasions for my spouse to wear. And, and I've woken her up and, and I've made her things and I've, I've filled up her gas tank in the past, but these have all been um, not, not in a paternal type thing these have been her saying like what should i wear this or this or i knew she was going to have uh she was going to have to get up early the next morning and she had just done a a really late night at work and you know i i thought i would do a nice gesture for her kind of a thing so 
But if you if you found that she never filled the gas tank up and she was yeah. always running on empty, if you didn't do it, then you'd start to resent it because it would become a duty. And if you didn't resent it, but you did it like, oh, poor dear, she can't. Look at what happens to your dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you ever think of Jessica as, oh, poor dear, she can't. <laughs> no, no. And if anybody uh, listening to this knows Jess, my wife, uh, <laughs> they know why that's so hilarious. Um, so, uh, on that note, uh, shout out to my wife. What's up? Um, I think this is a great place to stop it. So, um, always fascinating. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I love, I love, uh, I love all the interesting ways that we can come at the, the spouse dynamics, uh, each, each and every week. Well, so thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Uh, so before we go, I want to remind everyone, you have been listening to the fantastic advice by Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker, uh, and is also the author of many, many best-selling books. As I mentioned at the top, her most recent is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, it is available on Amazon Kindle Readers. Um, so that's the Kindle device as well as iPhones, iPads, Windows phones, Blackberries, uh, all, pretty much any electronic device. You can download the free Kindle reader and, and get her book. And, uh, I highly recommend it. It's really great. So if you have anybody who's, uh, not so pleased at the office because of their boss, uh, get them this book. It's the holiday season. You have no excuse. Um, she also has written many relationship books. Um, her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and the other is Dangerous Relationships. You can get more information at her website, noelnelson.com, which has been redesigned recently, so check that out. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. Uh, Noel is also on Google+, as well as Facebook. Um, of course, Hitched is on all these platforms, uh, Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, Twitter. Um, I, I actually do the Twitter handle, uh, the Twitter account, at Hitched Media, so that's me. So if you have any questions or need anything, uh, feel free to shoot me a message there. I love connecting with all you listeners. Um, and uh, lastly, I'm going to give a little plug. I mentioned it's the holiday season. Uh, to our wine club, uh, we are running a special right now. Go to our website, hitchedmag.com, and click the wine club link to uh, to see what that is. I'm going to leave that up as a little mystery for you guys. Uh, but check that out. Uh, there are gift options. So um, if you and your spouse don't drink wine, but you have uh, family or friends who do uh, and, and you want to do something nice, it, you know, there's just – individual baskets and things like that you don't have to subscribe them to like a, a year-long thing if if you don't want to and there's something for every budget so be sure to check that out um that is going to do it for this week this <laughs> that is going to do it for us this week uh so one last time thank you so much noel always a pleasure and take care everybody
tonight.